Hello, my podcast family. Welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. It's Monday, ready to start the week. We're going to start the week in the Word of God. Continuing on with Psalm 119. Today we're on verses 121 and through 128. We're almost done. Can you imagine? We will have completed 150 verses in this psalm we've been on a roll and we've learned some great things so let's see what our psalmist has to say in this session or this section of the psalm as it reads in the common english bible i've done what is just and right don't just hand me over to my oppressors guarantee good things for your servant please don't let the arrogant oppress me My eyes are worn out (laughs) looking for your saving help, looking for your word that will set things right. Act according to your servant, according to, to your faithful love. Teach me your statutes. I am your servant. Help me understand so I can know your laws. It is time for the Lord to do something. Your instruction has been broken, but I love your commandments more than gold, even more than pure gold. That's why I walk straight by every single one of your precepts. That's why I hate every false path. Hmm. Our dear psalmist is lamenting God's tardiness in answering his prayer to fulfill the promise. He does not understand why God is waiting based on his own faithfulness to God, right? Which he brings to God's attention. Have you ever done this? Reminded God that you're a tither or you're a Sunday school teacher, a faithful church attender, and that you daily read your word, right? Do you remind God of this? Because if you're all of this, then why would God allow this season of caregiving? There seems to be a disconnect, doesn't it? After all, we're told that everything will be great once we surrender our lives to God. Is that what you were told? Is that what you somehow grew to believe? Well, I'm here to tell you that that's incorrect. (laughs) We will still undergo stress, trauma, trials, and tribulations. Jesus told us this. Therefore, our being faithful to, to God does not mean that we will live on easy street, but that it will be an easier road for us to walk through as we walk in his ways right as we focus on God as we continue to place him in focus and then the trials become more manageable and yes I can hear you say but aren't things supposed to work out for my good yes but implied within that verse is that God has to work things out, meaning that some some things, something is seemingly not worked out as it was supposed to. It There is something that needs to be worked out. So embedded in that verse is the fact that there's going to be problems. So then why follow Jesus? Is that a question that you now have? The answer is, without him, 
there is no life after death. That during this life, there is no true fulfillment. Think about it. God created you and you were made in his image. So how can you live a life in total denial in the one who created you, in the one that you're made in the image of? Especially since he's reaching out to you for relationship. You know, we can look at relationships today. When there's a disconnect between parents and children, when the relationship is broken or severed, the loss is never recognized until the two come together. I'm sure you know people who've had several severed relationships with their parents and how there is a hole, there is a longing that really doesn't ever get filled unless that person comes back to fill it. So once again, you were created by a loving God who offers a relationship through his son to reconcile that gap that sin brought. Why would anyone reject this invitation? Yet some will. For me, I follow God because I recognize his lordship over all of creation, including me. I also worship God because I realize that life with Christ is better, far better than life without him. And yes, through him I have eternity. (laughs) Our psalmist, though, does not recognize the disobedience that led God to allow the hardship that he's facing. Could it be that our psalmist follows God's law out of duty? Out of protection, maybe, that he sees what it's supposed to bring? If Could it be that he follows the law even when everything, knowing that everything won't always be right? Hmm. You know, I don't think we'll be able to answer all of these questions, right? Because we don't know who the psalmist is. <laughs> but if the answer is yes, that, that he was following God's law out of just mere duty, like that's what he was supposed to do, then it would better explain why he's so, you know, angry with God's delay. Because he, he doesn't quite understand that you follow God out of your love for him. But then as we read on, we see that that's why our psalmist follows God's law. That's why he begs God to help him, to help him understand God's instruction. In essence, I think what he's asking is he's asking God to help him understand God himself. Understanding that God's law and being obedient in that law is a demonstration of faith. It's a demonstration of our faith in Jesus. Remember, Jesus stated that when we are obeying the word of God, we're actively showing our love for him. And so the psalmist is begging God to help him understand this law that he so desperately yearns for because he wants to do the right thing. And we've read in several sections that he has done the right thing, but he's still hurting. He still wants God to answer. So what do we do with that? I think this section, it highlights that, you know, there are some misunderstandings within the body of Christ of what being a Christian is. That it can, you know, lead to people believing that they will never encounter trouble 
It also shows us that we can know God through studying his word and to continue to place learning about him through his word as a priority, even when Jesus is tardy in his response to our prayers. To learn that even as we go through this season of caregiving, the struggle, hearing the voices of the enemy that tells us that we're not doing this correctly, when people are constantly telling you that you're not doing it correctly, when your loved one perhaps is unappreciative or cannot um, respond in a favorable manner or perhaps can't respond at all because they're in a totally vegetated state. With all of this going around you, you can cry out to God and wondering why he hasn't answered your prayers and you can petition him to remind him how faithful you have been to him. But the reality is, dear one, we can never be as faithful to God as he is to us. And so we shouldn't try and um, <laughs> kind of keep record because God is always going to outlove us, outgive us, out being good for us. If that's a phrase that we can say, you know what I mean? He's going to be more good than we could ever be. And so what we are to do is to continue to love him through his word continue to love him by being the best caregiver that you can be continue to love him by actively spreading his love and showing his love to those that he's placed around you and by trusting him in this season let's pray we thank you father for this day this monday the beginning of the week so to speak as we go about our lives, you know, we recognize that caregiving doesn't have a day off. And many may also have other jobs as well as they caregive for their loved one. We come to you as the psalmist does, a little frustrated. We're lamenting of, over the emotional toil that caregiving is taking on us. We come to you lamenting of the fact that there are dreams that we will no longer be able to realize as a result of our loved one being in the state that they're in. We bring all of our lament and our frustration and our anger to you today, and we ask for help. We cry out as our psalmist does and ask and ask you to save us, not necessarily to deliver us from this season, but to help us to better understand it, to better understand you, and to better handle it as a mature daughter and son. We recognize that being your children doesn't guarantee us a rose garden, but it does guarantee us the fact that you will be with us and we will be able to smell the roses along the way and that we will make it to the other side. Help us to to be bold in our conviction of loving you, of being faithful to you. Help us to not shy away from the hard times, but to lean in to you so that you can build us up and increase our faith so that not only will we make it through that season, but then we can go back and help others. Help us to recognize that we are a piece of a larger puzzle a beautiful mosaic that you are crafting in the lives of this world that you created. 
forgive us for being impatient with you. Forgive us for always wanting, you know, the candy and not realizing that sometimes we have to eat our vegetables. Forgive us for doubting you, Lord. We lay it all at your feet today and we ask you to help us. Help us to be faithful to your word and help us to trust you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, my podcast family, go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye. Thank you.